I'm Katie. And it's your co-host, Corey. And this is the Press Next Podcast. Having a great day, afternoon, night, morning, whenever you are listening to this, I hope it's a great one. Um, it's currently night where we are, so mm-hmm. I am sipping on a Austin East Cider. Ooh, and blood I'm, orange flavor. Blood orange. Blood is perfect for these next episodes, huh? <laughs> you ain't lying. What your boy is uh sipping on a fresh, crisp bottle of Great value purified drinking water. Great value. <laughs> hey, Walmart brand stuff smacks, okay? Hey, I, it does. I grew up on that. And uh, yeah, if you think otherwise, you're lying to yourself. Go ahead and go get you some great value stuff. Go ahead. It slaps. Slippity slap slaps. Anyway, we are so thankful that you all uh, watched episodes one and two. Or listen, I'm sorry, watch. What is this? Uh, a freaking, is this not a podcast? Is this not a podcast? Is this not a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> but we're thankful that you all listened to episodes one and two. Uh, we are back here for episodes three and four. Three and four. Three and four. Listen, off top, scale of one to ten, how'd you feel about them? Okay, I definitely like these better than last last episode. I gave it six and a half. I'm going to go eight on these two. These Ooh. two These two were we, fire. Yeah, you were a stickler, okay, for the last couple of ex- episodes. Because I didn't know what was happening. That's true. And now you know. So I would say I, I'm going to be right up there with you. And if you don't know, hey, now, now you, you know. know. <laughs> um, I'm going to be up there with you. I'm, I'm probably going to say eight. Okay. I like four better than three. Mm-hmm. Same. But I think three was very, three was a setup for four. Yeah. And then four, I thought, brought it home. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I agree. And I think that as the episodes progress, we're going to get a lot more backstory. And so, at least for me, I'm going to mm. get a lot more backstory and I'm going to understand what's going on. So then I'm going to be more accepting of it. Yeah, I'm like, I, I didn't want to stop. I know. I, I was know. about to say that. I did not want to I stop. I was literally about to say, y'all are so lucky that we're doing this podcast because I am ready to just finish it. I am ready to binge the rest of it i want to know for real for real i'm like today i saw it i was on netflix and i saw it and i was like mm, should i watch episode five but i didn't do it i'm, I'm not gonna cheat on no i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna netflix cheat on you i'm not gonna netflix cheat <laughs> but on for you. real y'all when we say we're watching it episode by episode we're only watching two episodes at a time and then we're recording so you really are getting our very honest feedback because we don't know what's to come. Right. Like, here are some of our mess-ups from last episode. True. The guy is the governor, not the mayor. Okay, I said that like 80 times. I kept saying governor. That's okay. Oh, I was sorry. correcting you subliminally. Next time, just smack me upside my head and tell me, hey, it's the governor. Governor. <laughs> but... I also messed up because I thought Gwendolyn was his wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, both of us, okay? And Gwendolyn is married to a black guy. A gay black guy. How how out of left field was that? Especially for the times. Yes, that's where I want to... That's kind of what I want to get to okay. when we get to that. But let's just... Before we jump into that, okay. let's go over the episode. So what do we see? Episode three and four, uh, we figure out the big bald guy is like a private eye for his family, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm the, glad we finally figured out what he does. Right, because I was like, what the hell is his storyline? Like, why is he here? <laughs> why is he here? Yeah. He's just chilling. And why does and, he look so mysterious all the right, time? with his little suspenders on. He got the same <laughs> outfit. <laughs> okay. That's funny. Um, but we find out he's a private eye working for a, a fairly wealthy woman. Yeah. Um, what's her name? Osgood? Is Osgood. Osgood? Miss okay. Osgood. Osgood. Os- you know what? Anything in the movie world, there if the last name start with Oz. Oz? Yeah, if it's Oz, anything. Oz good, Oz bad, Oz well. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> they're trash. I feel like they're always trash characters. Like, they're devious. Mm, if devious. your last name start with Oz in a movie, I don't know anybody else's, you know, if, the, if your last name start with Oz, I'm just not too meant to offend you. <laughs> Specifically talking about in the cinematic world, those characters are always like, I wonder if there's something to the name Oz or like the prefix. I don't know. I think you're going too deep. Yeah, that's way too deep. But that's just a peek into my mind. Um, anyway, yeah, why is she so devious? And then the sun, right? That was crazy seeing the sun with no arms and no legs. That was crazy. 
wild. And I we, didn't see that coming. No, not at all. We learn well, more. Well, I didn't see what happened coming. At right. All. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we learned like, more. Like obviously about he had an accident or something, but Doctor Hanover. Yeah. Who wasn't actually Doctor Hanover? Uh huh. Interesting there. That was a that was a big little plot uh, twist. Yeah. What was his name? Like Benyaga or something like that. Doctor Benyaga. Who even um, knows if that's you his know? Name? Oh, you know what I just thought about. What do you think about? What if? And this makes so much sense. He keeps talking about a doctor back in like Brazil, the Philippines, or whatever Philippines or Brazil, whatever it is. Maybe it's not the Philippines. Maybe he's talking about himself. Asterisk. And that's why he's so rookie with his stuff. Uh, sir. Oh, uh, my you mind just blew is, my mind. No, I just blew my own. Okay. That is true. That is true. Because he keeps referencing this one doctor. And so maybe he's this doctor did this. This now doctor I got to go this. back and listen to episodes one and two. Watch episodes one and two. Is yeah. this not a podcast? What is going on with me today? Anyway, put me in the writer's room for that one. I'm putting you. I'm putting you in. Put him put in the him writer's in the room. Writer's room. Okay. Put me in the writer's room. Um, because that's a good theory. Yo. Also, was was Walt Whitman gay? They said that in the episode, and I was like, okay. <laughs> you don't know who Walt Whitman is? Go ahead. Let the let the listeners know. Okay. <laughs> I just looked at him like, who's that? I I actually mouthed. Who is that? Okay, listen. <laughs> I feel like I've been put on the spot. This is what I need y'all to do. When y'all hear this, I need y'all to let her know who Walt Whitman is. If you oh, have a favorite don't. book or quote or anything from Walt Whitman, let her know. And then also let us know if it is a well-known fact that he was a gay man. Because I had no idea. Okay. Walt Whitman, American poet. Okay, come on. Give me some more. Be curious, not judgmental. mm now, you haven't watched Breaking Bad, have you? I have not. Okay, so there's a huge red herring in Breaking Bad. The guy's name is Walter White. Mm-hmm. And it's centered, a lot of it's centered around Walt Whitman. Okay. So I'm not going to give it away, but another TV show, if you haven't binge watched that one, watch it. I watch it every summer. I watch That's Dexter true. every summer too. And that show is phenomenal. Okay, front to back, phenomenal. Shout out to Walt Whitman and Walter White. You know what I'm saying? And, oh, um, okay. Well, good to know. Yeah. No, don't know if he's gay. Okay. Well, I don't know why they mentioned that in the in the, the episode, but they did. Um, what else do we find out? We find out that Edmund is like a, a normal dude. Mm, I wouldn't say normal, but. Uh, in a way, as my sports analyst would say, he's a jag. He's just a guy. Now okay. here's a guy. Now here's a guy. He's just a guy. Okay, he likes to get his meat beat by by women. Okay, you know, yeah. you yeah. know, he likes to have some little escapades and maybe you know make out where they only got five minutes left. True. So in a way, he's just a, and he did some foul so, shit. So he has feelings. Yes, he, he is able to have emotions. Yes. He's not a complete disconnected sociopath. Mm. So I think that was cool to get mm-hmm. a little bit development into him mm-hmm. because a lot of people think that about murderers cool. just being like just cold hearted and what he did was cold hearted. Exactly. So that was cool. I think the introduction of LSD, I really hope they or like hope they took that a little bit deeper. Oh, yeah. Uh, because, I forgot about that. But yeah, that was good. Yeah. LSD, um, the way it was used in medicine back in the day was wild, wild. And even even beyond that and then yeah we find out the guy has a picarism picarism mhm yeah which if y'all don't know is a or was what well, still kind of is but it's more based in like a sadism but it's a disorder where you get sexual arousal from like poking people poking people <laughs> and things yes um Interesting enough, some people did like an analysis on Jack the Ripper I was and pretty say, much said that he was a... Okay. Shout out to Morbid Podcast. Okay. Um, I was actually just listening to an episode of the Chicago Rippers. And when you said that, I was thinking, is uh, do people, do like serial killers or abusers who use knives... You know, they choose like their weapon of choice is a knife and they love to stab you. Is that the same? So you're saying Michael Myers? Maybe. Are we we going to to Michael Myers? 
You know, my you man. got a little pickerism. My man. Yeah, but okay, but there has to have some. There has to be some sexual arousal. So okay. that's okay. the only other thing is that there has to be like a. You can't just be doing it just to do it. Okay. Uh, well, these Chicago rippers, they did get sexually aroused. From okay. <laughs> and interesting enough, there's a guy who was 25, 25 years old. This is happened in two thousand seven. I'm reading it right now. He got arrested for bribing multiple young women with large sums of money in exchange for poking their butts with sharp objects. <laughs> How wild is that? Okay. That is wild. Oh, I don't mean to laugh, but goodness gracious. Uh, and then the big thing I think that um, that, that that they really revealed is the hydrotherapy, right? So yes. first we had yes. lobotomies. Now we're going into hydrotherapy. Mm-hmm. Okay, deep dive. Here we go. <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> Ooh, deep dive pun intended. Okay, wasn't even picking that up, but here we go. Hydrotherapy, what it is now is not what it used to be. I was about to say, we use it now. Yes. It's becoming popular again, yes. but in a different way. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Break it down for us. Because back in the gap, <laughs> that is not what it was for or what um, psychologists and, and people who were working in psych wards thought it would help. Mm-hmm. So and it all logically makes sense. Okay, follow me here. People who needed to be calmed down would get into hot water. Okay. Right? Think about it now. You want to have a calm evening. What do you do? Mm, take a hot bath. You take a hot bath. Okay. 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 So, so the logic is not far off because water itself can be calming mm-hmm. depending on the temperature. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, in the show, they went up to like 115 degrees. That would have never happened right. or should have never happened because hydrotherapy was meant to be between like 91 and like 96 degree you okay. know, water. Interesting. Right. So it's supposed to be therapeutic, feel good. You shouldn't be boiling your skin. Right. Uh, full disclosure, Katie and I, we went to um, Hot Springs and we went, <laughs> we went to the bathhouse. I will never do that again, but this is some similar to that. Right? I would do it again. Okay, yeah. I right. didn't even think about that. Exactly. So it's okay. not so far off, but they they were going to extreme measures. Some yeah. people would be in like hot water for days mm-hmm. until their symptoms went down. Mm. You could sleep in there overnight. Like, it was wild. Yeah, that is. And if you were having, like, schizophrenic things or you were very manic and, like, high energy, mm-hmm. they would put you in cold water. To... For what? <laughs> to I was going to say to calm you down, flow. but then I was like, but that's Nah, to sore. stop the blood flow to your brain. And okay. they were thinking the slower the blood flow, the slower you would have your reactions and things right. of that nature. Okay. Um, so, the, like I said, the logic is not far off. That's interesting. But the application is far off. Okay. Now we use hydrotherapy really as um, more like injury base and trying yeah. to increase blood flow to our area so we can heal more. Heal, yeah. But saying. yeah, there was a big case, I think, in the early 90s. If I can remember, I have not read about this since uh, grad school, so forgive mm-hmm. me. But I believe there was a big case in the 90s that was a little bit more, maybe late 80s, early 90s, that was like very popular. It was in the media. Mm-hmm. And they essentially like... Burn this man alive who has schizophrenia. Yes. Well, they use water. I don't think that they actually submerged him, but they use hot water like in towels and in like a, stri- a jet stream of water. Mm-hmm. And they ended up like killing him. And so that's what ended the practice in insane asylums and things of that nature. Okay. And it shifted to what we kind of know as hydrotherapy now. Okay. Uh, so y'all look that up. Interesting. Uh, I don't think that I'm... Um, I'm blanking on that. I do believe that I read about that because I read it and I was like, dang, they did this man wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Right. But that he wasn't the only one. Like that was like a essentially like a torture. But everything that was happening in in insane asylums that day was or that time was torturous. So, um, yeah, peakerism and hydrotherapy, I think, are the two big things that are new. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously the what is seeming to be the underlying theme of this entire show is the lesbianism the lesbians yes and specifically set in the 40s mm-hmm. right this wouldn't even be an issue if it was a today you know right. but well, to some it would right <laughs> but nobody's going into a mental if you went to a mental institute today right because you were a lesbian something's getting blown up okay <laughs> some something is getting blown up <laughs> go vote <laughs> okay get out go vote 
uh, because we know that this is not an issue. But in the 40s, it was, and you can tell it's an underlying issue uh, in this show, and I enjoy that because there are plenty of different angles in this show, and we'll talk about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I feel like that's – is there anything else that happened? Any uh-huh. any big thing? Oh, I mean, the guy got shot. The, the private eye got yes, shot. He, yes. he died. Yeah. Okay, first, they try to boil him to death. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Ugh. When he came out of the bathtub – and his skin was hanging off. I was like, Ugh. no. But then I was also like, this is great cinema. Like, it's picturally, is that a word? Maybe. No, I don't know. I don't know. It, it graphically looks great. They did a good job on. They did do a good job. They did a phenomenal job on him crawling. He did a good job acting. Like, it was really good. You know, it kind of, this is disgusting, but I'm a fatty. So, you know. When I saw his leg, you know what I thought it looked like? A turkey leg? Yep, it looked like a turkey <laughs> leg from the fair. <laughs> it looked like some animal meat. Uh-huh, needed a little bit of barbecue sauce, but yeah, that was disgusting, but it was cool. Sorry I got my animal meat on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but that was that was good. So, here we go. My favorite part of the right. show. Let's dive in. Let's dive in. These are the questions. All right. I'll just start off. My favorite scene, my favorite scene Mm -hmm. from these two episodes is at the end of episode four when Nurse Ratched helps, um, what are their names? Ingrid. Ingrid and Dolly. Is it Dolly? No, Dolly is the nurse's aide. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm tripping. Um, The two lesbians that were in there. She helps them escape. And I just thought that that was so beautiful because she knows. Okay. The most beautiful part mm-hmm. is when she said to Ingrid, you said, I don't understand, mm-hmm. but I do. Mm. So she's finally accepting herself. And I think that that's, I mean, I can't speak on behalf of the LGBT community because I'm not a part of it, but I do think that from my friends it took them a while to accept themselves, right? Because society is telling you that's not that's not right. You can't be like that. You shouldn't be like that. And especially then. Facts. I think that can be a motif for everybody, though. I don't think you have to be a member of the uh, the community. I think that there's psychologically speaking and growth mindset. Me is I feel like we as humans don't accept who we actually are. Yeah. We try to put on fronts and masks for it for everybody. So true. Yeah, I mean, it was a very powerful moment. I, I, I dig it. It was very powerful. very powerful. I was like, yes, yes, yes. Right. And we learned a little so, bit about Nurse Ratchet there. Exactly. And and we see that she also has... I think that that was my favorite part because that, because she was accepting who she was. But also for the first time, we saw her do something that didn't gain her anything. Mm-hmm. She helped these women leave because they were being tortured for being who they are. And she helped them leave knowing that she wasn't going to gain anything from that. Yeah. there She had nothing to gain from sending them free. Helping, shout out, helping uh, them leave. Shout out Huck. Yeah, shout out Huck. What you know a what good I'm saying? guy. He's a good guy. You know, face messed up, but he's a good guy. Um, for me, favorite scene, it would have to be, here's the two things. I think her conversation with Ingrid was my favorite scene as far as um, it was written so beautifully well and it was acted well. Where she goes, Nurse Ratchet goes and gets Ingrid and is like, hey, it's time for your treatment. She's like, yo, I already talked to old girl. I know what y'all finna do. But what I want you to do is I want you to boil me alive until the meat falls off of my bones and you can eat it like a spoon. <clears throat> right. <laughs> Disgusting, but it was delivered so powerful. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you don't know what it's like for, to, for the person inside of me to be trying to come out. And I've always suppressed it every day of my life. Mm-hmm. You have no idea what that's like. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, to, to, She specifically said... You don't know what it's like to run from yourself every day. And that, like, <gasps> took my breath away. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of us do that. Mm-hmm. And so she would rather, she wanted to stop running. Yeah. I'm either going to be who I am or I'm going to die. Kill right. me. Which is also what Gwendolyn's doing this episode, right? Yeah. She's saying, I don't want to marry you anymore. I don't want to be married anymore. I want to be who I am. I can't do this anymore. Right. I can't live a lie. Can't live a lie. Everybody in this episode is... It's time for me to be who I am, except Dr. Hanover. <laughs> okay. He's still trying to run away from his issues because right. he's tripping. But 
that was my favorite scene as far as it was very powerful and yeah, I think that they that wrote it like geniusly well. Cinematically, my favorite scene was remember when she's on Nurse Ratchet is sitting next to Dolly and she's telling Dolly, I know what you did. She was mm-hmm. like, Do you like masturbating? She's like, What do you mean? And she tells Dolly, like, hey, mm-hmm. you're a nymphomaniac, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I can get you hooked up with Edmund. Here's how we gonna do it. So that scene I called it out and you verify this with me. That scene started with a shot, a long shot with a split diopter where like the front was in focus and the back was in focus mm-hmm. with a little kid them. Cool shot. Mm-hmm. Cinematically, I cannot wait to put a split diopter on my camera and figure out a way to use it because I think that those shots are so cool. Okay. And then cool, cool. the shots where they're describing how um, Nurse Bucket eats her lunch every day. Right. Oh, yeah. Remember how it was like kind of panning back and forth yeah. and it's like under the table and it's it's real time, but it's not actually happening. Mm-hmm. So you can see it, but it's not actually happening. Mm-hmm. Cinematically, I love that. The okay. camera work on that was amazing. The blocking, if you know anything about uh, films, let me just go ahead and explain it. So because I'm going to use this word a lot. Blocking is the movement of characters and things and how the camera moves uh, during a scene. So you set that up beforehand before you shoot it. So there's a lot of thought that goes into it. It's called blocking. The blocking of that scene was incredible. Mm-hmm. So I like that. That's yeah, my favorite good. cinematic scene. My favorite writer scene is the Ingrid scene where she's essentially saying, give me liberty or give me death. Mm-hmm. All right. That was good. Worst scene. Mm. You go first. Me? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. All right. <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> I think the worst scene of this whole two episodes <laughs> And it's weird that both of my worst scenes for the past two episodes have been hand jobs, right? The first uh, first episode, the priest tugging himself. I thought uh, that was yeah. stupid, right? And then this one. What is wrong with you? I know. I don't I don't have an obsession with hand jobs, okay? I, I swear to you, I do not. But if there's a hand job scene in episodes five and six, I'm probably going to say it's the worst scene as well. Um, but the hand job scene between Dolly and Edmund, here's why I think it's the worst. Do I think it sets up Dolly's nymphomaniac? Yes. Does it like set she up? She works there, but she's also messed up. Yes. Does it set up Edmund to later on tell us that he's a good guy whenever he asks for consent to kiss her? Yes. However, it's 1947. Okay. Do you honestly think that they were using phrases like, I want you to come for me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just don't think. Daddy. What? Right. I just don't think that they're going to use the phrase, I want you to come for me. I, and I don't know how you feel about that one, but I feel like that's a relatively newer phrase. Maybe past 10, 15 years, maybe. Maybe I'm tripping. I'm, I'm only maybe, about, know. you know, I'm only 29 years old and I'm not about to ask my mom. Okay. <laughs> but for you older women, if you listen to the show, or anybody who was older and had sex back in the day, maybe not in the 40s. But were people using that lingo? I mean, I think maybe. I want you to come for me. Maybe. Here's why I don't think that. It's the 40s. How is America feeling about women? Mm. Okay. I'm, I'm assuming the passiveness that America feels about women also translates to sex. Okay. Right. I just don't think that that lingo is being used during sex. Mm -hmm. I may be wrong. I was born in 1990. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I may be wrong. But for me, when you talk about the, the, the continuity of the show, that's the one thing I can't stand is like, bro, don't tell me a show is set in the fifties and you're driving like a, a, you know, a Ford F-150. True. You know, don't, everything needs to be like, I need you to, the lingo to be of that time, which Mildred Ratchet is, She's great with that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can't even follow what she's saying because it's so proper. Right. So the, I want you to come for me was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I kind of lost it. Ryan Murphy, I feel like you jumped into 2020, bro. You was in 1947 for a long time and you forgot and you went to 2020. So that's why I think th- so that reason only mm-hmm. is why I think that that scene was trash. Okay. Okay. On top of that, I mean, he busted um, nut real quick, but we're not going to talk about that. Too. It happens to the best of us. Something that I forgot. Well, he was that way for three days. 
Oh, that's true. He's ready to go. He was ready. <laughs> yeah, but pop goes the weasel. Um, but something that I did forget to mention, I just want to backtrack for a second to my favorite scene. Um, another favorite was watching the LSD scene where Dr. Hanover tries to help Miss Osgood's son and he ends up drugging him. And mm-hmm. it was like 200 times the dosage of what it should have been. And just like... I think that whole scene was just really, really great. You got to see exactly what was happening. And you also got to see a part of Dr. Hanover, because we don't really know much about him, right? Mm-hmm. We know very surface level about him. So I, I think that that let us see a side of him, like maybe why he is how he is, or at least why he's on the run, for sure. Definitely why he's but, on the run. I got my thoughts about him now. But I thought that that was super, super interesting to see and um oh that scene was gross with the the guy mm-hmm. the son and how he cut off his own arms <laughs> and then broke his legs but okay back to uh the worst scene so i'm just going to say any scene that has the front desk lady at the hotel i just i don't understand why she's there <laughs> why she needs to be there nothing she says adds to the show, in my opinion, we could do without her. But also, she's just unnecessary attitude. And every time I see her, I'm like, here we go again. What you got to say this time? Yeah, it might be. I feel you on that. I definitely feel you on that. And then she says, no fornication in my motel. I, yeah. You know, I think that she might be a lesbian as well. That's just my take. But I also think that if you're thinking about the 40s, it's probably not common for women to own an establishment, right? That's true. And so she probably is trying to play like a dominant role because she feels like she has to because she's seen nothing but men do that when okay. they you know, own stuff. And her, I think the reason why she, her character is kind of vital to the show is for that continuity. Okay. There weren't phones in the room and things like that. So somebody is going to have to be the one that's like, bringing the messages and doing this, that, and the third. I mean, that's true, but I feel like you could slip a note under the door. Right. Like, we won't have to see her, you know what I mean? Right. Right. I feel you. I, do any of y'all uh, feel like y'all are the hotel lady? Like, you know, like in your life, you just, you by yourself and you, you I know. I, I feel you like just I'm, see everything happening around you. Yeah, you just. <laughs> you peep game. You sit back and mm-hmm, you peep game. You're not minding your business. She's definitely a Karen. Oh, she's a Karen. She's 100%. a Karen, a thousand percent. If you was having a barbecue across the street from her establishment, she's calling the cops. She's definitely calling the cops. For sure, for sure. Yeah, with her she, leeches on her uh-huh. body. <laughs> that ice came from my ice machine. I could tell by the cubes. I meticulously count and size my ice cubes. And your ice cube and your cup looks like it came from my yes, ice machine. Yes. Why? She's a why? Karen. <laughs> That's why. She's Anyways, definitely a Karen. Any scene with her is the worst scene in my opinion. Okay, I feel that. I feel that. You know, she sets the stage, but mm-hmm. let's move to um, what scene do you like? You have no clue why I was there. Hmm. Well, I already said that any scene that she's in, I feel like we could do without. So that's probably probably my answer is any scene with her. But also, like, I either missed it or we don't know yet what the little boy because I feel like the, right. I feel like the little boy is going to be something because not only was he in, he was in more than one scene. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they tried to make him the center without making him the center. Right. You he's he's going to play a part. But like, I, I feel know. like he has something else coming. Yeah, but I almost feel like, why did they introduce him so early? Like, what yeah. is it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe to show that he's been there. Yeah, but remember, he didn't know. he come in with the group of people? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't. For me, I I kind of thought the same. I I was like, why, why is he here? And if he's gonna be in a, a, a part of the show, mm-hmm. why not just like giving me a heavy dose of him in Bring one him episode? In. Right. You know what I mean? Don't just like put him here, put him there. <laughs> I was just trying to get a glass of milk. You know what I mean? Like, don't yeah. just do that. And even in a split diopter scene, remember he was at the front of the camera, mm-hmm. and all Nurse Ratchet said was like, "Oh, sucks to be so young and being here." You mm-hmm. know, it was like. Uh, okay <laughs> and he saw the pi get shot i mean right. he was walking towards him and i guess trying to he was like it's all in my head it's all in my head which is kind of messed up from him so going off on a tangent you can tell this kid is trying to like fight his own demons mm-hmm. but 
now he's not going to be able to tell what's real and what's, what's not. What's real and what's not. Yeah. Because he thought that that wasn't real. Because if you, I mean, it kind of looked like the boogeyman walking down the hallway, right. did it not? You got this man with flesh hanging off. Of, sorry if you hate that word. Flesh. That turkey leg. Hanging off of his body, walking down like he is freaking, I don't know what, the boogeyman, a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, he probably thought that that was his... I mean, he did think it was his imagination. It's not real. It's all in my head. It's all in my head. And then it was real. So, yeah, I agree with you. Now he's going to have trouble deciphering what's real and what's not. Mm-hmm. My worst scene. I actually don't have a worst scene or a scene that no I didn't know that was uh, why it was there. It really is... I question why we needed the private investigator storyline. I don't feel like How he come? added to the show. Okay, so here's the thing. His storyline is only, in my opinion right now, it's only to show that Dr. Hanover is not who he is. Mm-hmm. Not who he says he is. Because that's that's really, for me, the only thing that he's given me. He has sex with Nurse Ratchet, but he's not even really having sex with Nurse Ratchet. Nurse Ratchet's having sex with him, if you get what I'm saying. Right. And he is trying to kill Dr. Hanover because of what happened, because he's hired. You know what right. I mean? So to me, they could have unraveled who Dr. Hanover really was in such a different way. Yeah. It didn't have to be the private investigator. But the only thing Maybe that we'll might... Maybe we'll learn more about him. Right. Post-life? I don't that know. might... Not necessarily him, but you remember when Ratchet went into the room, she got the stuff she called Osgood. Mm-hmm. So he might just be a pawn in the game to get Ratchet connected to Osgood. Okay. Right? Okay. So I get that. If that's what it ends up being, I get it. I still think that's a weak way to connect Nurse Ratchet with Osgood. Mm-hmm. I think there's something that you you probably could have wrote way better to connect it to. But then you're also probably not really even focusing on his timeline. Mm-hmm. Like you're probably like, eh, we just need something to connect it to. Right. Let's, you know. Connect the dots here. And For boom, sure. Boom. And I think that that's what he was. Yeah, but I don't like that, man. Ryan Murphy's too damn good for that. Okay, so maybe it's not what it was. Maybe we'll find out more. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Because right now, I'm thinking to myself, what the hell? Why were you here, bro? Why? What the hell? What the hell was going on? All right. Who are you loving right now? Has it changed? Is okay, it so same? I said last week that my favorite character was Dr. Hanover because he was the most real Boy, did I eat my words. You have been bamboozled. <laughs> Hoodwink. Hoodwink. <laughs> Let astray. Run amok. So, obviously, he's not the most real. But that doesn't mean I dislike him, because I'm still trying to figure out what he's got going. Mm-hmm. But I've got a tie. Ain't no ties in this life. Okay, okay, okay. Mm. Come on, give it to me. I would probably say that Gwendolyn's my favorite. Uh, don't take my girl. Don't you take my girl. Or Huck. Okay. Huck's a good because Because I feel like we're getting to know more of Huck, right? He's he's becoming more of a spotlight character, which I enjoy because I feel like he has his own story. Obviously, I feel like we're going to figure out what happened to his face. Mm -hmm. Maybe not, but... um, Well, they said he was in the army, right? Yes. So I'm assuming he had an IED or something. Probably. (laughs) Yes, IED, right? Improvised explosive device. There Mm -hmm. we go. I thought I was talking about the pregnancy thing. Hold on. Pre- pregnancy thing? The pregnancy thing. Birth control. That birth control. That... Anti-pregnancy. It's a pregnancy thing. Anyways, <laughs> um, but Gwendolyn, I feel like she's very real, and I feel like she obviously is battling her own demons too, and she's coming into herself, and I love that. And I feel like she is a very honest person. I mean, I ate my words last time I said this, but you saw she wanted to call the cops. Well, should I give my statement to the cops when they come? When she saw what happened to um, the PI, mm-hmm. right? True. And Nurse Ratchet was like, do you think, I mean, imagine what would happen if the story got out. And she's like, oh, oh, so this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, but she, she, want, she wants to do things right, I feel like. So I really like Gwendolyn. And I love that she's coming into herself and I can't wait to see how she, uh, how she excels. Yeah, I love Gwendolyn too. She's still my fave at the moment. Uh, 
for very similar reasons why you said, but I also think that she's finessing in the way that I like that she's a finesser. Here's a ways, Explain. right? She obviously faked a marriage so that she can move the way she wants to move. Okay. Her and um, what is his name? What's her husband's name? Don't know. I'm going to figure it out. I feel like I wrote it down somewhere, but his name is Trevor. There we go. Her and Trevor. They're married only for optics and to use each other to, to go forward. Mm-hmm. That's a finesse. I like that finesse. Okay. That's not dangerous finesse. That's just finesse to get ahead. You want to you get in a certain spot? I like that finesse. Okay. So that's one. Yeah, I like it. Two, she goes to the governor's office. They're behind on points or whatever. The governor says, hey, I need Dr. Hanover on board with declaring this man sane. She says, essentially, say less. I don't know. Let me go talk to him right now. She goes in. She sees the blood. I mean, she sees the dead body. Or she sees the blood, right? She she picks mm-hmm. the blood up. Da, da, da. She knows something happened. Mm-hmm. So she used that opportunity to finesse Dr. Hanover. Hey, I'm not, you know, I'm going to be suggestive. I need him to be sane. The governor really needs him to be sane. Are you picking up that what I'm picking up? Because yeah. if he not, I'm finna tell what happened here tonight. Right. Finesse. Okay. Scratch my back. I scratch yours. That Little quid pro quo. Now she goes out and to your to your statement, she does at first say, we got to get the authorities here. This guy's dead here. Da, 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 da. This is negligence on your part. Mm-hmm. Now, Mildred, who is a much faster finesser <laughs> true, than anybody true, true. else in the show. I was going to say, I feel like Gwendolyn is on the level of uh, Nurse Ratched yeah, finessing. But not quite, though. But Mildred's she's getting there. F- way faster. Yeah. Mildred immediately goes to, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. This is your fault. We left him in the tub unattended because you're an intruder. Because you're an intruder. Yes. Okay. I forgot about that. Good one. Good point. Good point. You're an intruder. And and God forbid that the people find out that we had a a death here because it was your fault, no matter how accidental it was. Now, that's a finesse. That is a finesse. And, of course, she could have took that hit. She's just a campaign manager. Right. Okay. She could have got another job, whatever. But she doesn't. Because she wants to be around Nurse Ratchet. Exactly. She's a finesser. I like her finesse. I like Gwendolyn. She's being true to herself now. Uh, even though I don't like the fact that she was eavesdropping on uh, on Ratchet and uh, and, the, and the private eye. But that also lets me know mm-hmm. that she knows Nurse Ratchet lying. Yeah. I seen you earlier. You were talking about this man was a schizophrenic and you was in here as a patient. You was fucking him earlier. Right. Okay, so that's why I like Gwendolyn. She keep it. She ain't say nothing about it. She kept it as ammo. She's gonna use it later. I know she's gonna use it later. Okay. So I'm happy about that. I still love Gwendolyn. She's my favorite character right now. Second place is Huck, and I mean really second place. And it, Huck, even on Scandal, is my second face favorite <laughs> character. Okay. I know. So if your name Different is Huck, Huck, but in a show, it, you're the opposite of Oz in a show. Son, Huck. Okay. Shout out to you, said Holly. Holly. That's gonna be a great. A person, a great human being, because hugs go far. Yeah. All right. Who do you hate now? Did that change? No. I still don't like Nurse Bucket. Mm. Betty, Betsy Bucket. Does it change Betty though Bucket? that you know that she's like loves Doctor Hanover? No. Mm. It don't change for me. I feel a little bad for her. I don't. Why are you rude? Why are you so mean? Cause she the HBIC. So but she, she wanted to uh, yeah, she so really she ain't. thought <laughs> someone younger and cuter just walked in. Yeah, they and came. she's threatened. They gave her the Dairy Queen uh, treatment, flipping her upside down, girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, Nurse Bucket still my least favorite. Okay, I feel that. I feel that. Is there anybody who's like second? Mm-hmm. Did anybody change at all from last episodes to these episodes? Did anybody change where you're like, I'm kind of not liking you anymore? Um, not really. I I don't I don't think so. Okay. I think we got to learn more about Dolly and just understand like who she is, and so I think that. No, I mean I feel like she's the only person whose character really evolved dr- like drastically. Right. Um. No. 
All right. No. Well, what about my, you? My character that I hate is Doctor Hanover. Really? Yeah. Let me tell you why. He fake, and mm-hmm. not only is he fake, he's disconnected, and I think it shows in the way that he treats Nurse Bucket, mm-hmm. and then has no idea that Nurse Bucket likes him. Okay. He is able to, we saw how, uh, and here's the thing about Nurse Bucket. Nurse Bucket even knows how inhumane the hydrotherapy treatment is. She was, by the her body language alone, you can tell, she understands that this is not what should be happening to these patients. Right, like she just wanted to do it because that's right. what Dr. Hanover said. And he goes, she goes in like, oh my God, it worked. She's cured. And Dr. Hanover don't give up. Damn, he like continued his treatment. Mm-hmm. He's so disconnected from the things that he wants to do. These people have become numbers to him. Right. And not people to him. And you can really see that because after the lobotomy didn't work. Right. It's just after like. After one time he was like, all right, let's try something else. Right. On to the next. Bring me the next body and we'll we'll see how it goes. Right. But then after the hydro treatment, she said it worked and he said, good, continue. Right, he's just so instead of just taking that it worked. Right, he yeah. doesn't really okay. listen. You know, he doesn't have time for people when people come in. We've known that yeah. since day one. Yeah, he doesn't have time for nobody. Right, not he a walks good boss. in. No, no, he's not a good boss. Even when he's getting gas, he's not paying attention. The guy has to like, you want me to fill her up? He's yeah. Like, oh yeah, you know, like he doesn't. He's only for his own personal gain, mm-hmm. which is why he wants to talk to the governor. He does drugs. Mm-hmm. We see this in every episode. He shoots himself up or he sniffs something, right, in the in his medicine room. Mm. He put on a gas mask in the first two episodes. Oh, mask okay. Thing, I was like, maybe I missed right? that, but no, no, no. And I then in this you. one, right before Gwendolyn came in, he shot up something. Mm-hmm. So he's a doctor getting high on his own supply. Right. He's dis- disconnected from his patients. They just numbers to him. He is. Yeah. He doesn't give a damn about his staff. He just care about optics and getting what he wants. Mm-hmm. So... Where I still do believe that he wants, and I'm going to use the best loosely for his patients, it's the best from his perception of the procedures work. He wants to be somebody who wins that Nobel Beast Prize yeah. because he came up with some amazing procedure to fix this and cure somebody. Yeah. He's not actually wanting to help and cure these humans. He wants to be the person who gets stamped for coming up with the procedure. So I don't like that. All right. So I'm right now I'm on Team Fluck Dr. Hanover. <laughs> Right. But I do feel like we kind of get insight into to maybe why he does some of the things he he does or why he's because obviously he's on the run for something, right? Yes. So maybe he stays disconnected because he knows he's going to have to go somewhere else. That's true. Good good point. Very valid point. I still don't like Or maybe it. he's done it before, <laughs> you know? Like That's maybe true. maybe he's not who Osgood thinks he is. That's true. Good point. Valid point. All right. What about the episode? Can you relate to real life? Uh, And then what would you do in that situation? Hmm. I just really like how everyone really came into themselves and just admitted who they were. You know? That's what you took away. Yeah. Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah, it is. I mean, I really feel like it takes us until we're 25, 30 years old. To really come into ourselves and accept who we are and to live our truth, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I definitely feel you. My truth. Um, But yeah, I I feel like, and obviously you see here, it takes longer. And I feel like people of oppression are, it takes longer to come into themselves because they are oppressed. They're, they're you know, look down upon. Um, and a lot this of could forces be, working against them. Yeah, this could be anything. This could be minorities. This could be women. This could be LGBT. Just whatever it may be, I feel like it's just very powerful that everybody was accepting of themselves and saying, you know what? I don't want to listen to what the world is telling me to do anymore. I want to be who I am. And I want to I want to do what I want to do. And I think that's beautiful. That's a deep message. Very deep message. Uh, for me, the real life application of this, I think we see with Huck. Um, and here's a question I pose to, to you. I pose to all of our listeners. Okay? okay. I'm ready. If you are in Huck's position, 
What are you doing? Are you going to do the right thing or are you going to keep your job? Huck said, I would lose my job. I'm not torturing these patients. These are patients. And I think that this happens on a daily basis in America and everywhere else in the world where our bosses and jobs and businesses are doing things that are unethical. And we know that they're unethical, but we are we have to weigh the options of our future, of our family, of our everything right our our maslow's hierarchy of needs Mm -hmm. if i lose this job i may lose my lower level of needs and i need that to survive and and thrive to self-actualize actualize Mm -hmm. so come through psychology thank you you know what i'm saying what would you do in that situation and i think that that's tough i think the 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 battle that hucks has with himself i think even the conversation that mildred has with him of like i think you're actually where you belong Mm-hmm. Who is going to accept you? Look at what you look like. Look at what you do. I think people have that conversation with their friends every day. Yeah. Right? They want to stop you from being great or doing what you think you need to do because they don't see the vision for you. Huck had vision. I see that. You know what I'm saying? So I think that that, like, that took, that's, that's the takeaway for me is what would you do in that situation? That's real life. That happens every day. Yeah. Maybe not on Huck scale. Maybe you're not watching somebody get boiled alive. <laughs> right. But I'm sure you're at your work and you're like, that. there's no way that this is ethical. Right. What do I need to do about this? Do I go to HR? But it's my boss. Do I do this? Do I quit? Yeah. Think about that when y'all no, are No, that's good. That's good. I really like that. That's good. Um, You know what? Another thing I love about this episode. What? It was titled... Angel of Mercy. Ooh, let's talk about that. And I think that Mildred is an angel of mercy. Okay, let's talk about that because I actually put that in my notes, but then I forgot to bring yeah. it up. Um, yeah. So, so you think that she is? You think what Huck said is right? Yes. An angel of mercy. She is. I think that the more we get info about her, and it it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Everything she's done up to this moment, it makes so much sense. Down to the fact that she's trying to. Free her brother. Yeah. She's trying to offer her brother mercy. Mm-hmm. Everything she's... We've been... I think that we've been looking at it from the opposite angle. We've been looking at it as if she's very selfish. Yeah. I think she's unselfish. Yeah, I know. Because I, I think I said last time that she was a very... She would do whatever she had to do to get her way. And I don't think she's trying to get her way. Yeah. I think she'll do whatever she needs to do to help others, to end others' pain. But I also do think that brings her pleasure. Right. No, no, no. I agree with you. I really like that. I like when he said that, I was like, you know what? She actually kind of is. Because what is she there to do? Let her brother go. What did she helped Ingrid? And I wish I remembered the other girl's name. Um I mean, she was crying during the thing and talking about, we got to stop this. We can't do this during the, during the hydrotherapy. Right. And I, you know, helped them leave. And I think that, I think that she is, I think that she is doing things in a very weird way Yes. to help others. But I think that just goes to show that things are very unethical. Things are very weird. And sometimes you have to. Maybe be unethical yourself. Ooh, we gotta now that is the question. Ooh, <laughs> there we go. What is ethics? I'm gonna put you in the writer's room, girl. Put her in the writer's put room. Put me in the writer's room. All right, let's see. Predictions, bold predictions. Here we go. What is your bold prediction for the rest of the show or the next couple of episodes? So I think that we're gonna learn more about Dr. Hanover and who he actually is. Um I'm I'm looking forward to that. I think we're going to learn more about Ratchet and how she, you know, is an angel of mercy and mm. how she helps others. I hope we see that. I think we're going to learn more about Dolly because I feel like they really introduced her in this episode. I think we're going to see more about her and Huck. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what my predictions are. I'm just excited to see the character growth and see where we go. Okay. What about you? All right, I don't have a big prediction, but I'm going to shout out my homegirl, Taylor, right now. Okay. Taylor hit me up after episode one and two. Exactly. Big shout Shout out. She hit me up. 
And she said, I have a prediction. And I, I told her it was so damn good that I'm going to talk about it this week. Her prediction is that <laughs> Nurse Ratchet, this is very bold. Nurse Ratchet is a patient herself. She's been lobotomized. And so what we are seeing is just the movie that is playing inside of her head. Ooh. Okay. Okay. This is, this is some ratchet inception. Okay. Okay. Dream is out of a dream of a lobotomized dream. Okay. That's wild, but I like it. I like it. I love it. Shout out to you, Tay, for coming through with that one because that was a bold one. And that's, I mean, that's dope. I can't really come up with a better one. I really can't. Yeah, that's good. That's a hard, I hope that that's what happens. I guess we'll see. I'm excited about it. I'm excited too. I'm excited to get into episodes five and six. That's what we're going to do. Uh, all right, listen, we appreciate you listening again all the way through. We got some exciting things coming up, trying to get some sponsorships yes, and do yes. other stuff. But here's what we need you to do. We need you to continue to tune in. Tell your friends about it. You know, tell them to give it a listen. Tell them to watch Share the show. Share it on your story. Share it on your story. In, interact with us. Engage with us. We love it when you do that. That's what we want to do. We also want to leave you with what movie should you watch this week? Is that my suggestion? Yeah. What I what I think everybody should watch? Yep. What should they watch? Um, I think everybody should watch Halloween. Ooh, I knew you were going to say that. That's, Did you? Yes. That okay. is like your face. So I knew you were going to say it. It is. Okay. It's Which one? The first one. Okay. Okay. The new one. The new one. Okay. I, I really like the new one. So y'all go watch Halloween. The new Halloween. I thought it was really good too. Yes. And uh, yes. maybe Michael Myers has or uh, watch, watch the old one and the new one. Yeah, watch them both. Watch yeah. them both. Because you ain't, got nothing, you, you ain't doing that. nothing else. You ain't doing nothing else. Go ahead, watch them both or watch them all. That's the movie of the week this week. Go watch Halloween. Send us a video of you watching Halloween. We love it. We'll repost yes. it. We'll talk about it. Yes, we'll uh, we're repost up on you that. always. Exactly. Remember to leave us a review. Definitely, please. You know, if you if you enjoyed this, leave us a review. If you don't know what our Instagram is, it is Press Next Podcast. On IG, Press Next Podcast on everything. Press Next Podcast on Facebook. If you are so generous, and shout out to everybody who dropped some money in our tank. Thank we you, are thank indeed you, thank you. thankful. You know, we are a self-funded podcast and we want to continue to grow and do things for y'all. So if you want to hit us up and say, hey, drop a fiver, drop a 10, drop 20, drop a 100, whatever you want to do, <laughs> cash app, Press Next uh, Podcast, and also even on Venmo, you can hit us up, Press Next Podcast. We surely do appreciate it. We're grateful for it. Yes. Thank you so much, guys. And we thank you all for listening again. Drop us a review. Come back next week. Episodes five and six. We lit. And remember, when Netflix asks, are you still watching? Okay. Always. Always. Press Press next. next.